Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Erie Niagara School Superintendents Association's podcast, Achieving Joy and Mastery in Public Schools. I am your host, Brian Graham, Superintendent of the Grand Island Central School District. We are really excited that you're listening today. This podcast is designed to celebrate all that is good in public education around Western New York. We will be featuring programs and innovative ideas that inspire and influence our students, faculty, staff, and community in new and exciting ways. So everybody, let's get started. Today on our podcast, we have Mark Laurie, the superintendent of the Niagara Falls City School District. Uh, Mark is in his seventh year as superintendent and 39th year as a professional educator. Mark, did you start teaching when you were five years old? <laughs> that's why I, That's why you're one of my favorite colleagues. Uh, actually, I started as a classroom associate in Niagara Falls in 1984 and never thought this journey would take me to the job. It's a job I love. It's a community I love. And uh, I'm really happy to be on with you, uh, Dr. Graham. And I, and I want to I tell you... Uh, on behalf of the Erie Niagara County superintendents and the organization, uh, you and the leadership team does a really fine job uh, sharing ideas, getting the word out, getting the message out, things like this, talking about what I believe is a pretty innovative program and a, a way for us to uh, really talk about good things in public education, which I know we're both great supporters of. Absolutely. You know, I'm your neighbor just a little south of Niagara Falls. Uh, you have six, over 6,500 yep. students, 11 schools, I yes. believe, right? And if I'm not mistaken, uh, people really talk about you as a champion for your students and yeah. the community. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you've won some local and state awards for partnerships and collaborations that you have created. Most recently, I think Brian Higgins was here to celebrate uh, Head Start, I believe. You're taking over Head Start? We uh, are the uh, owners, runners, proprietors of Head Start, and it all was born out of belief that uh, earlier uh, beginnings and stronger beginnings make greater completions for kids. And a way to break poverty, a way to break the cycle of illiteracy was to start educating children as young as one years one year old and we have 40 one and two year old students through the Head Start program in our district and our application to the federal government was called Cradle to Career. That, that slogan uh, really signifies the fact that we'll take children as young as one year old and we'll educate them and give them a great equal strong start until they graduate. On the career side we want to train and retrain parents to be uh, able workforce members uh, in various fields so we're not only focusing on the young children but their parents and guardians who were helping to uh, do job retraining and place them in jobs because we know when parents are productive, happy, working, uh, their kids are going to be more productive, happy, and, and do better, or do much better in school. So it is a unique partnership. I think partnerships is a hallmark of our school district. We forged many of them. Uh, one of our strategic goals that the board really emphasizes is the as many collaborative partnerships as we can we're public schools our doors are open to the public they're owned by the public and we have to be one unified community 
Yeah, that is so well said. And I'm really excited today, you know, not only touching on Head Start, but also touching on career paths and the trades for your students. Before we get into that, though, this is the third week, ending the third week of school. How are things going, (laughs) just opening school and getting into our uh, finishing the third week? You know, I'm really proud of the way uh, that we've opened this year. I'm sure you've felt it in Grand Island and other superintendents have noticed. It's a big difference. Coming off of the pandemic last year was tough. There's no two ways to say it. It was tough. Our students hadn't been together for five days in over 18 months. And just reestablishing relationships, rituals, routines, and the common flow of a school day really took some time to get back into the groove of. This year has opened, uh, I'd like to say, seamlessly. Uh, We are back uh, moving forward. Uh, We are fortunate to have a full staff uh, that is working very hard. There are two areas of concern. Uh, I don't think they'll be surprises to you or those listeners. We are uh, we certainly are in need of substitute teachers uh, and bus drivers. Uh, those would be the two areas of concern as we start the year that continue to be a challenge for our district. Fortunately, through our relationship with the Niagara Falls Teachers Union. We do have a system whereby classes can be covered by certified teachers. Uh, It does put a burden on those teachers. And again, with the cooperation of our teachers union, we were able to adjust some starting and ending times on a one-year trial basis to accommodate for the lack of bus drivers we have. Aside from those two challenges, and we always have challenges in this business, I, I couldn't be more pleased uh, with the start of the school year. I couldn't be more pleased with the uh, the students, the cooperation of the parents, and the great and enthusiastic start by our staff. Yeah, that's really great. Uh, same here in Grand Island. It's been a, a fantastic start. Uh, so in preparing for meeting with you today, I was doing some research and I noticed that the National Association of Business Economics did a survey last year and half of the respondents indicated that there is a shortage of skilled labor, uh, you know, and that not only are we struggling to find substitute teachers and drivers, but in the trades, it's a it's a big issue. Uh, maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about this amazing uh, program or a set of agreements you've created with the local trades unions for your students. Sure, it, this was born out of a couple of uh, a couple of uh, ideas, premises, and theories. And uh, I, I just want to be quite upfront, and I'm quite blunt and direct in, t- in telling you this because it's what we believe. Uh, first of all, uh, not every student at Niagara Falls High School is destined to go to college. We have a great majority of them. As a matter of fact, we have close to 64% of our students who go to a two- or four-year college, 8% of our students who graduate and go to the military. The remainder of the 28% of the students say they're going into the world of work. And we began to question, what is the world of work that you're going into? What are you doing? Are you going to take a job or are you looking for a career? I really, with my whole heart, believe that it's College isn't for everyone. For my three children, it was. For my two nephews, it wasn't. But looking right within my own family, I saw my two nephews struggle to get through school. But let me tell you, they could put a roof, gutters, uh, side your house faster than anybody you could think of and do it in a quality manner. They're good with their hands and they love to do that. And they're doing very well right now in their own businesses. So that belief 
coupled with the fact that there is a tremendous shortage of people in the trade unions, a tremendous shortage. I'm talking about laborers, electricians, carpenters, welders, etc. And coupled with the fact that the development that's going to happen around Western New York, to name just a few projects, Amazon in Niagara County and uh, Bill Stadium in Erie County, and it, 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 those jobs to construct those just those two facilities need to be done, in my opinion, with local labor. Uh, those are good, well-paying jobs. But if we don't begin preparing the workforce with skills to apply for those jobs and have an opportunity to compete for those jobs, I'm concerned that we'll be pulling labor from outside of this area, and that won't help the economy of Western New York. Our part in this is to try to train students before they graduate who are interested in the trades. So we've worked with our local trades council in, uh, in Niagara County and a little bit in Erie County to create what we call six direct entry agreements into the trades unions. This means that there are a set of courses these students are taking in high school. For instance, students at Niagara Falls High School interested in this trades pathway uh, will get a 30-hour OSHA card. That OSHA card alone becomes a door opener into any of the building uh, or construction trades. Beyond that, we're teaching a course in reading blueprints, construction math, CAD, softworks, SolidWorks, uh, many of the construction background knowledge that kids get. If they complete this series of courses, what we have with six of the trades unions is, an, is a written memorandum of agreement that says if they complete to the level that they need to complete, we will accept those students immediately as apprentices. We've worked with the Department of Labor the Department of Labor will honor the points that they accrue in high school, which is not traditional. You, you need to be 18 years old in a traditional way to accrue those points to become an apprentice. Our agreement with the Department of Labor says that if you are completing the rigor of those courses prior to the age 18, we'll let you take those points with you add them to your rating scale, and compete to be an apprentice. Wow. So I, I think it is, um, I think it's a way to keep kids who, again, are not college uh, interested or college bound, yet we still have 72% of our graduating class that is uh, engaged in some meaningful work. Okay. So um, that, that leads me to think about marketing and how this is marketed to your students. The uh, marketing is a really great question, and I believe, we believe, you can't market this just to students starting in high school. Uh, a, big, a big thing that we talk about in Niagara Falls is filling our students' heads with schema. It's a word that I use, and schema is just background information. It's just another way, fancy educational speak for background information. So what we are doing, starting in our fourth grade classes, is we are making presentations to our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders on the various trades opportunities, the various job opportunities in the building trades. And not just what they do and what they build or what they could do, but the education that's required, the pay scale that you could earn, the benefits that you have, the safety that's required, and what it takes to get to that job. So we have people from all over coming in to speak to our young kids, 
continuously, fourth grade, fifth grade. And each year it starts to build where we do a little bit more with the students. So at the beginning, it's just introductory information. By the time you get to middle school, you're actually you're actually working next to a brick mason. And that brick mason is showing you how to build a small wall. And then he's le- he or she is letting you do it. So it goes from introduction, exploration, and reading, and hearing speakers to actually hands-on to high school where they actually leave the school in the afternoon and they go and work next to a tradesman or woman in a union hall and we are uh, beginning to build and rehabilitate various projects. Our first project this year for the 22 students in the program will be to build a new porch on one of our uh, one of our friendly neighbors uh, near our school and uh, we have a teacher we have union people working we give them the tools all the safety equipment, and we actually put them to work uh, building projects in the community. If they're successful with that, they can then uh, put that in their portfolio, put that on their resume, and again, it's value added to their diploma, and it will help them in the next phase of their career. Mark, this is really exciting. Uh, Not only the vision to collaborate and have partnerships with those trades unions, but you're helping your own community, right? right? Beyond helping the kids. So what age groups is it your 11th and 12th graders that are going out to do the work like this? Right now, right now, those that are leaving the high school are in grades 11 and 12. One of the things, you know, as a superintendent, you know, and I know superintendents that may be listening to this uh, need to know one of the things that we had to do is that we had to take the regents exams. And I'm sure we could do a whole series or study on the regents exams. But we had to move the regents exams uh, to eighth grade, eighth, ninth grade, and we're accelerating many students in seventh grade with the regents exams. Why did we have to do that? Because it's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had to do it to clear the high school schedule. Yeah. And um, we had to open up time in the student's day in 10th, 11th, and 12th grade to actually get out and do that. Now, uh, many of our students are able to pass regents exams in 8th and 9th grade. By 8th and 9th grade, you could have four of the required five exams passed. We're doing English, we're doing um, global studies, we're doing algebra, and we're doing living environment. Now, of course, those that aren't successful, we have an academic support center for those kids. But the message is, let's get the regents exams, let's get those requirements out of the way, and let's put you on a career pathway, which will give us the opportunity to give a warm handoff. We call it a warm handoff to uh, college or the world of work. Yeah. So um, if you if you could just rewind a bit and just tell our listeners, you know, you mentioned six direct agreements. Right. You know, and I'm trying to, in my head, you know, it's, this is a nav- novel idea for me. So are, are they six different uh, trades unions? Yes. Okay. And if you wouldn't mind. I, I'm going to do my best. Okay. It, it's our, our laborers 91. These right. are laborers. Yep. Lots of good jobs in there. And our laborers 91 council does a lot of the safety training. These are our carpenters union. Got it. These are our electricians union. These are the operators and engineers. Uh, you know, they, they drive a lot of heavy equipment and forklifts and do things with steel and welders. These are our um, bricklayers and brick masons. Right. And I think I mentioned electricians, carpenters, bricklayers, brick masons, operations engineers, laborers, 
and brick masons along with um, uh, plumbing and pipe fitting right. operations. So you're covering such a wide gamut right. that gives students opportunity to say, you know, maybe I don't like this particular right. trade, but this is a, this is for me. That, that's exactly right. So that's something that we learned. We started off by saying, what do you want to be, an electrician? Do you mm-hmm. want to... But now we're exposing a student to all six of them right. because yeah, you don't sense. know. You don't know. Right. But because you may not want to be on a crane or high up on steel or on the Grand Island Bridge uh, repair. That may not be, it wouldn't be for me. <laughs> it may not be for you. But at least you have an understanding of what goes on in that, in that, in that union, in that group. If that's not for you, there could be a job in the laborers' union, the carpenters' union, or some other trade union. Quite frankly... It is also a chance to um, do two things in Niagara Falls. Uh, one, it's to break down the barriers between males and females. Uh, we have a number of females in this program. Actually, one of the best welders that we have is a young lady. She's a phenomenal welder. That's what she wants to do. This this has no restrictions on gender. The other thing that's very important to Niagara Falls, because we do do, we do, and the city does many capital projects, and it really has a great representation of our minority students. So in our program, uh, at any time we could have between 50 and, and 60 students, half of the students in the program are minorities. And if you notice and look at the bench sometimes of those unions, they'll tell you, we are always looking to recruit minority students. We're a district that is 60% minority, and we're getting our minority community into good jobs, which translates into work in their own city. So wouldn't it be great to be part of one of those unions who comes back and helps refurbish one of the Niagara Falls city schools or one of the... Uh, one of the hotels downtown in Niagara Falls. What a great way to give back to the community, keep the student in the city, and make an incredible wage. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So uh, how long, when, when do these agreements you know, get finalized. Is it recent, or have you been doing this? For this a few is years? this is in the no. This is about a year and a half right. uh, in the agreement stage. It took some time. Yeah. There, we, we first had to get uh, an agreement with the Department of Labor, because the Department of Labor previously only recognized those uh, eighteen years and older. Okay. So we had to work very hard with a very cooperative New York State Department of Labor. Then we had to work with different uh, trade unions, and each one of those memorandums of understanding is just a little bit different because the qualifications to get into the carpenters' union is a little bit different than the qualifications to get into the laborers' union. So it's not a boilerplate, uh, one-size-fits-all agreement. It is tailored to the expectation and the work of that union, and uh, I, I have to say they have been willing, open partners. Now, Uh, Two things about the trade unions. Number one, uh, they have been open and willing, and they support us by doing things like purchasing the OSHA cards, by providing tools and equipment. They are giving uh, training manuals. The district doesn't pay for any of that stuff. The unions are paying for that stuff. We're, We're identifying students. We're bringing a teacher or teachers with the children 
or the students, I should say, to the to. We don't just turn them over. Mm-hmm. We have to, this isn't a way to eliminate teaching jobs. No, the teaching jobs have changed. They are acting as job coaches, follow up coaches, uh, helping with reading and and mathematical kind of things that are on the tests. But what the unions are getting is they're getting a future workforce. Yeah. And in a conversation we've had with the unions, they're very worried about their pension system. Because if we don't fill these trade unions that are very, very much needed, their pension system, the payment for the good years of work for those that are working now and in the future, is not going to be there. And they're astute enough to know they have to give back to get going forward. So it's been a wonderful partnership. Um, they've come into our schools. They have, uh, they have our kids perform, behave, uh, listen, learn. And, and, and again, it all goes on to that premise that every student is not meant to go to college. Yeah. Really, this is extremely exciting. So we, we're starting to gather a lot of listeners to this podcast. Great. If somebody listening today wanted to duplicate you know uh, your program or your the model that you've created who who would be best for them to contact sure they if they could contact my office m laurie at niagara at niagara nf schools what i would do with them is i would turn them over to one of our three career pathway coaches at niagara falls high school we've created the position and these are teachers or counselors on special assignment as career pathway coaches each one of the pathway coaches takes a dig- different segment of the workforce that we're going into. We have one coach. His name is Mark Dahl. He's a school counselor. His role is only to find, recruit, and match up kids with STEM and construction pro- uh Type programs. We have another pathway coach, Maria Sinatra, counselor, former business teacher. She's handling all the business uh, pathways. We have pathways in other areas, such as hotels and hospitality. We have 35 students doing this same model at the Sheridan Hotel. Great. So they're learning because Niagara Falls is a hotel and hospitality, you know, I say Mecca. So 35 of the Niagara Falls High School students are learning all the ins and outs of hotel management, hospitality management, food and beverage management, and they are pathwayed into that program. Maria does that. Julie Conti, a social studies teacher, a civics teacher, uh, is our Pathways for the Humanities. What Ms. Conti's role is, to, it was, and she did this, she started a junior police academy. So in our junior police academy, last year had not, had 10 students who work with the Niagara County Sheriff and the Niagara Falls Police Chief and members of their staff and mirrored all of the training exercises that a police recruit would do. From the physical fitness end of it to the uh, to the drills, the training, everything but the shooting aspect of it, they did. They went through a 16-week course during school time taught by uh, Ms. Conti along with the Sheriff's Department and the Police Department. And uh, they actually received junior law enforcement certifications. And the hope is they'll go right into a career in law enforcement. She's also working with future teachers. Our thought is that there's a pathway for everyone. And at graduation, uh, as a culmination, uh, our goal this year is to give to our four or 500 graduates a Regents or Advanced Regents Diploma with a certification or an endorsement on whatever career pathway they chose. And if it's not a career pathway, 
the number of college credits they earned while in high school. So as a small for instance, here is your Regents Diploma and you have uh, a welding certificate. Here is your Regents Diploma and you're a certified nursing assistant. Here is your Advanced Regents Diploma and you can uh, walk into an apprenticeship in Labors 91. Every graduation diploma this June 25th will have an endorsement for the graduate to go into some next phase of life. Or that diploma could say, here's your Regents Diploma and you have 24 college credits in your wallet. Yeah. Mark, this is progressive. It's innovative. Uh, it really is a model that I think other districts are going to want to really learn more about. So thank you. Thank oh, you. I appreciate you. that. Uh, is there anything else you think our listeners need to know, you know, that we didn't cover today? I, I appreciate your, your kind words and I appreciate the opportunity to be on it. I just think public education needs to change. And I think that we need to add, uh, this value-added layer to our diplomas to stay as a relevant, um, important part of what we do because I think public education is the only way to go. And I know there are room, there is room for other types of education. But for public education to be a thriving, um, forceful entity, we've got to give value added to our graduates beyond a diploma as they step into the next phase of their life. I thank you for uh, for coming to yeah. Niagara Falls yeah. and wish you well in Grand Island and uh, all so the great much. things that you do there. And I know you're a leader in, in, in your own right. And uh, I appreciate the, co the collegiality that uh, our, our Erie Niagara Superintendents Association has developed among the superintendents in Western New York. It's never been better. And you and uh, Mike Cornell and a few others are really the at the forefront of that. So thank you. That's great. Thank you very much. And for our listeners, uh, don't forget to subscribe. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, also Amazon Music. And you'll find all of our podcasts on our website, which is located at buzzsprout.com. When you're searching for our podcast to subscribe, search for Achieving Joy and Mastery in Public Schools. All right. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today as we explore the concept of achieving joy and mastery in public schools. We will be interviewing school districts in Erie and Niagara counties on a regular basis as we look to shine a spotlight on all of the amazing programs and practices essential for achieving joy and mastery with our students, faculty, staff, and community. This podcast is sponsored by the Erie Niagara School Superintendents Association, and we hope you consider subscribing.